I mean, is there anything above a grandmaster? That that's like being uh, the the ruler of the Jedi. I don't even know who. That's like beyond Yoda. Isn't that beyond Yoda? So am I just going on there now? As just like some dopey guy that that the father knew in college? Or am I quote unquote Dan Class, the podcaster, known to uh, you know tens of of you know people around the world? Hello, my friend. How have you been? Really? Fantastic. Hey, it's uh, it's Dan. What's going on? Yeah, I know. Uh, it's it's Dan Class uh, feeling ridiculous once again claiming that this is the bitterest pill because you know frankly honestly if you're hearing my voice right now if you're listening to this if the the wavelengths that are coming from my mouth and into the microphone are going into your ear right now pretty sure you know what the little uh deal is you weren't walking down the street and somebody just shoved a pair of headphones on your head and said listen to this no hi there i I think i'm coming down with something and um, whenever I come down with something, and when I say something, what I mean is I think I'm getting a cold. And whenever I get a cold, uh, it goes straight to my voice box. I don't know what it is. I think it's because of all the places it could go, the last place I would choose would be my voice. But that's pretty much usually where it lands. And I won't get into the dripping and the post-nasal this and the pre-nasal that and all that milky goodness. I will just say that in the next couple of days, I will be full-fledged head cold situation, at which time I will have no uh, voice and no will to live. So, so here we are. I actually felt worse yesterday morning into the afternoon than today. So I thought, uh, I thought I missed the boat, but here we are. Now I have a couple of things to, to go over with you today. Nothing, uh, you know, too earth shattering and yet, you know, you know, I mean, I, you know, hi there. I, uh, well, yeah, I'll start with this. So now you know how Sarah Palin is a hockey mom, right? Well, I think you know that I am a karate dad, which means I spend uh, you know, if you add it up, kind of inordinate amounts of time at the uh, local karate dojo because my kids go there. And my kids, because they're four years apart in age, they are not in the same class. You cannot have nine and a half year old boys running around and punching and kicking in the same small space as five year old girls. Can't do it. So Princess T is in the beginner class which is younger kids. Then the H man is in the intermediate class. Well, so basically what that means is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Now this is not even when I'm there sweating my uh, cojones off. This is just for the kids. This is just being karate dad. So being karate dad, I'm there basically for two hours a day, three days a week. There I sit. But what happened was, and I don't know if we've even gone over this, you know, this part of my karate dadness. What happens is, concho, now that means grandmaster. So the grandmaster of the school, the grandmaster of this entire system of karate-do, teaches the kids. 
And every once in a while, he needs assistance. Now, when we first started going there, he would, you know, there were a couple of fathers that he would call upon if they were there. I mean, that's the uh, kind of awesome thing about the 21st century is they're actually karate dads, soccer dads, baseball, you know, you know, like the dads are actually in it. My brothers, right? Good on you. Go, go, be a dad. Thank you. So he would ask one of the dads. But on the, uh, on the day that I became Concho's student, ah, ah, see, now you don't randomly just select a dad who looks like he's fairly awake to help you with the jumping of the ropes and the this and the that. No, 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 no. If one of your students is there, the student is doing it. So Concho would say, Will you help? Of course. What? Of course. What am I going to say? Of course. Be, it's an honor for me to help in any way I can. Well, basically what that means is I sit on this little stool, but not where the parents sit. I sit on the floor, the matted floor of the dojo. You go to the dojo to tune up your mojo. So while all the little kids are up there tuning, uh, tuning their mojos at the dojo, I sit in this backless stool trying to sit proper and upright with my hands on my legs, looking uh, like the example that I'm trying to set. And within about 10, 15 seconds or so, my back is screaming in American slouchy, slouchy agony. I haven't sat up straight in 40 uh, some odd years. I I would say that I've been sitting kind of slouchy since whatever the first day was back in the early 1960s. When I finally sat up for the first time, yes, yeah, that's right, I'm that old, I know. I just had a birthday, and it's not looking good. Anyway. So this has been going on for a while now, where during the beginner class, I uh, help with some uh, rope jumping, uh, put this away or that away every once in a great while, and uh, the tying of belts. Now at our school... We have real belts. Our belts are real. They're just long pieces of thick, uh, I don't know what, stitched cotton dyed in uh, several colors of the rainbow. You put it around your waist and then back around your waist. You tie it in a knot. You do the hokey pokey. You do your, you, right? Now, I know some of these schools, maybe you send your kids to a school with a Velcro belt. No, this is, this is Japanese style, real deal, traditional dojo, origato, Mr. Roboto. We tie the belts. So I spent a lot of time tying belts, you know, especially of the kids that have kind of outgrown their uniforms. And that's the thing is little kids, five years old, they grow, they grow and they grow and they grow. And by the time they've been there for about a year, the jacket at the very least of their little uniform, it ain't happening. They've outgrown it. So as they're running around and punching and kicking and giggling and everything comes right out of the belt, then the belt is, then I got to fix it. But Concho asked me. So it's not a problem. I don't mean to insinuate in any way that it's a problem. Well, then, um, you know, we all talk. When I go to my class, we all talk. You know, we hang out and we talk. We, we uh, drink water together. We sweat together in our little uniforms. Concha will, uh, you know, impart some words of wisdom. Then we clean up. And one day he... he asked me to remind him what I did. And I said, well, you know what? I, I, I record uh, these radio shows kind of for the internet and these, these little TV programs like videos for the internet. And sometimes I put, you know, I'll put a blog together 
you know, a kind of website called a blog or another kind of website, that kind of thing. So we got, we started talking. So a couple of days later, now l- let's keep in mind who we're dealing with here, right? We're, we're talking about me. We're talking about me, uh, you know, mid forties, out of shape, failed actor, shut in by his own doing guy talking to himself in his garage right now, praying to God, please, please have you downloaded this, please. So Concho says to me uh, about a week ago, since we last spoke, he said, Dan, um, and he doesn't talk like me, but I'm not going to insult him by impersonating him on the program. Uh, Dan, do you have any interest in uh, learning Tai Chi? Now, do you know what Tai Chi is? See, Tai Chi is kind of like, and I don't know enough about it. Uh, you know, I, I'm not the guy to go to to find out what Tai Chi. Have you ever seen those people kind of doing slow motion, what looks like kind of like slow-mo kung fu in the park? A lot of times it's older women, maybe not always a couple of uh, either Chinese or Japanese people in there, right? Tai Chi, it's breathing and slow movements or whatever. So he asked me, do you have any interest in learning Tai Chi? Now, actually, I do, and I'll tell you why. And um, first of all, you know, I'm not getting any younger. So someday, you know, I I mean, maybe I can keep up with this punching and the kicking and the sweating and all that, and maybe I can't. I mean, I have no idea. I assume that I, hopefully, pl- please, Lord, God, Buddha, Darwin, anybody, please let me get old enough where I have to worry about whether I can keep up with that. That's my main goal. My main goal is to live long enough to where I might have to actually give up the karate, right? And partly is, you know, there's Tai Chi, you know what Chi power is? It's the, uh, this like inner force that martial artists believe in. And listen, I don't know, it, you know, it might be as real as uh, dragons and fairies. You never know. Because you hear about Chi power and you see guys break a brick, a rock, you know. Is that really Chi power? Or are they just good at punching and kicking? I don't know. So, but what happens is, you know, I studied a little karate here, a little kung fu there. I, I studied kung fu from a master, a guy that I believe was a kung fu master. But but Concho, he's a grand master. That's like, I don't know. I mean, is there anything above a grand master? That, that's like being uh, the, the ruler of the Jedi. I don't even know who, that's like beyond Yoda. Isn't that beyond Yoda? So he does this thing to to teach the black belts about chi power that I've seen him do. And maybe I told you this. Now, the Grandmaster is probably five foot seven or eight. Maybe a little taller than that. But let's say he's about five, eight, 180 pounds, 170, 180 pounds, something like that. And he will have his head student who is, man, I don't know, six, two. 250 push with both of his hands so you got so you got concho one hand picture this okay five eight concho one hand head student six two two hands P- try to push concho over there one hand to two hands do you understand and the head student 250 pounds six foot whatever cannot Budge, Concho. Concho's just standing there relaxing, chatting with us like he's uh, waiting for his uh, green tea to brew. 
And just like, blah, blah, well, you know what? And he's he's completely relaxed. And the other guy is just like, and I'm like, you know what? Is this real? This is, this is unbelievable. So he has me do it. Now, granted, I'm not 6'2". But you got to see this for yourself. Do you understand? I'm not 6'2". I'm about Concho's size, actually. So, you know, two hands, I try. Nothing. I can't. There, no. No. No way. So then he has one of the other guys push on Concho with me at the same time. Against one hand, nothing, nothing is happening. Do you understand this little, this, he's a brick wall. But it's all chi power. It's not muscular. Now listen, I don't know what, I, I still don't know what this means. I really don't. All I know is that it works. And it's absolutely fascinating. And if all I have to do is maybe learn some slow motion kung fu, and I can learn about this relaxation. I need to trust, trust me, you know, somebody in this room needs to relax. Anybody? Anybody? Who is it? Yeah, that's right. Somebody around here needs to relax and breathe, right? Breathe in, breathe out. We talked about this before when the dude had a heart attack. So Concho says, basically, hey, Dan, do you want to learn Tai Chi? Are you interested in that? Yes, I am, because I want to breathe. I want to breathe, and I want, a, I want to be able to stand there and relax while a six-foot-two, 250-foot-pound uh, uh, pound guy tries to push me over. So, Concho says, <laughs> this, is, this is where it gets a little surreal. <sighs> Dan? I would like you to be, I can't say it with a straight face because it's so, uh, it's so bizarre. Dan, I would like you to be the assistant manager of the dojo. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening here? Are you, is Jamie Kennedy punking me? Is this like him and, uh, you know, Ashton Kusher? This is their idea of a joke. Dan, I'd like you to be the assistant manager of the dojo. And you, you know, because you've been helping me and. I made a couple signs for the dojo and I volunteered that I could put a website together. But listen, I would do that anyway. But it says, you know, you, you help me here and in exchange, you can come to Tai Chi. You know, no extra charge or whatever. That, that would just be, you know, that would be our arrangement. How does that sound to you? Now listen, when a grandmaster of karate, karate do, my friend asks you to do that, what, you know, you'd be a ridiculous fool. To say anything, but of course, con I would be honored. I would be honored to help you in any way that I can. So little old me. Now, right, there have not been miraculous changes since the last time we spoke. I, I got news for you. I'm in maybe a little better shape than I was six months ago, but I'm still the same idiot. Uh, but I'll have you know that I've added to my resume now that I'm the assistant dojo manager of the of the karate school oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh now what that meant was that on Sunday yeah Sunday was the latest test see when you when you learn martial arts you test for your next belt that's how you get a belt you have to test you have to do some punches you gotta do some kicks you gotta probably maybe do some katas you know some forms 
My job was to be in the back storeroom organizing the belts that were going to be given out. So while everyone's testing and watching the testing and everyone else there, I am backstage. Where I always end up. And for a couple split seconds, I even kind of groused about it to myself. Like, here I am, once again, backstage. But you know what? One thing I know about myself is, no matter what, I always end up backstage. Because part of me wants to see the show, but I'd rather be making the show. Given the show. Working the show. I'm, I'm a backstage guy. And I accept it and reject it and accept it and reject it. But yeah, maybe I can work on my chi power. Maybe I can um, organize the belts. Relax. You know. Backstage man. So I get an email from a producer of a radio show at Sirius XM Satellite, whatever that's called now. Did they merge from Sirius? I'm going to call it Sirius. If you know that it's actually now Sirius XM, I think it is. I think it's Sirius X- from Satellite, from the big corporate satellite monopoly. Whatever that is, I got I got an email from a producer at Sirius Satellite Radio, and uh, she says, um, "You know, hi, my name is Robin." I produce the Busted Halo radio show on the Catholic channel of Sirius Satellite Radio. I understand that you and our host, Father David Dwyer, went to college together, and I'm interested in having you on as a guest. Please give me a call or write me back. Let me know if you would blah, 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 blah. You know, yours truly, uh, Robin. Now, I think this is fantastic. I would love to be, and it's true, I did. I went, uh, I went to college and met, I mean, one of the first people I met that didn't actually live directly in my dormitory, one of the first people I ever met through activities versus housing was the guy who currently hosts the show, The Busted Halo on the Catholic Channel on Sirius Satellite Radio. This guy, Father David Dwyer. Now, he wasn't a father then. He was a college student. He was an 18-year-old kid. But through the years, we always, we just, you know, it was just one of those guys, like, I always knew uh, Father David, and uh, we uh, were almost in a play together our freshman year. We all tried out for a play, and um, he was cast in the play, and I was cast in the, it was Neil Simon's uh, Come Blow Your Horn. It was the second semester of our freshman year, and uh, he had the good sense to actually quit the play and not do it, and I had the good sense to almost fail. <clears throat> Oh, well. Anyway, so so she writes me this letter. Can you come be on the show? Now, this raises, in my frail ego, many questions. Because 
nowhere in the email does it say anything like, uh, I know your podcast. I know you are a podcaster. I know that you, right. There's no, like, there's no info and, and not, not that there should be, but there should be some, I mean, what, so what do I do? So am I just going on there now? As just like some dopey guy that, that the father knew in college? Or am I quote unquote Dan Class, the podcaster? Known to, uh, you know, tens of, of, you know, people around the world. Which, which is it? Am I just like, you, you know, random friend number 47? Or am I, you know... <laughs> self-deluded podcaster and a garage inhabitant uh, Dan Class. So she and I go back and forth about the dates and uh, we were going to do it uh, last week, but we, something, I got back to her too late. I, I forget what it was. So here's the thing though. And I love Father David. Like I say, I mean, I, I've really, I've known and admired this man for Many, I don't even want to do the math since the early 80s. I would love to be on the program. I would love to be on Sirius. Uh, I, I, but you, you know what? I, I'm not Catholic. And um, I'm not used to speaking to that many priests. Now, I speak to, there, there's a guy from uh, the dojo who's a priest. And I speak to him all the time. But he, the thing, the different thing there is when you're at a karate dojo with a very strict uh, Japanese, right? Everything is very formal there. And so I have my dojo personality. I have my dojo, my very polite, thank you very much, bow, you know, everything's very formal and very Japanese culture at the dojo. So I really don't get that uptight talking to that particular priest because because in that setting, we're all very formal and I have no worries that I'm going to step outside that formality. Okay? Now, the flip side of that is in here, I ain't talking to many priests. Here in the garage, I'm talking to you. Now, sure, I know that there are religious people that listen to the program. I know there are listeners to Father David's program. Hey, Jasmine, that listen to the program. Pillars of the Christian podcasting community may or may not still listen to this program. I don't know. Hi, Steve. Mr. Patchett. Etc. Uh, you know, but that I guess I guess what I'm saying is I was really, 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 really worried about going on the air with a priest because I know myself enough to know that it's only going to take about ten seconds for me to want to say something inappropriate. Please, I'm on the radio with a priest. There's got to be some envelope I can push. So I talked to the producer on the phone. Lovely woman. Robin Gould. Lovely woman. Very nice, sweet, professional woman. She says to me, listen, we're we're all very excited to have you on the show. Um, We're not going to tell the father who it is. You're going to be like a mystery guest. So we're going to just tell him that it's someone from his past, but then he, you know, maybe we'll give him some clues and and she asks me a bunch of things about, uh, uh, you know, our friendship, it's college or whatever. And I'm thinking, you know, this poor guy, he's probably going to think it's someone good, you know, maybe someone that made something out of themselves, maybe someone who's now a TV star or a movie producer or something, not, not an idiot that records himself in his garage. 
But hopefully, but, but you know what? He's a priest. He's a priest and he's Father Dwyer. I mean, you have to understand, if you, if you don't know Father Dwyer, this is the happiest. I mean, his name on the radio in college was Happy Dave. Before he was Father Dave, I'm not joking. He was Happy Dave. You know why? Because he always seemed so happy. It was absolutely ridiculous. Even when he was grumpy at seven o'clock in the morning, when you, you know, you're studying, you're doing homework all the time. You have to get up and be at the radio station. He was still happy. It was actually quite uh, disconcerting sometimes. But he and I spoke a couple of years ago after the book came out, after Podcast Solutions. He, he picked it up and he called me and said, I'm starting this podcast. It's called The Busted Halo. Da, 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 da. Can you give us any advice? So I, I spoke with him and another one of the priests or a guy that works at the, uh, at the church or the rectory or whatever. And of course, in, in perfect Dan class fashion, Father Dwyer is able to take Dan's knowledge and uh, insights and actually do something with it and get himself a job, a regular job. I mean, this guy's on five days a week on the Sirius Satellite Radio. And what does Dan Class do with Dan Class's knowledge and insight? He just continues to complain in his garage. So it's game day. It's game day. I'm in the garage, but I'm not talking into my mic and my headphones. I'm talking into the telephone and they're going to put me on the air. And I'm, I, I just don't want to disappoint the father. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't want him to go, oh, it, guess who it is? It's your old pal from college, Dan Class. Oh, oh, you know, just, uh, I just don't want there to be that like deflating sound. So, you know, they put me on hold and obviously I can hear the radio show. I'm not on the air, but I can hear the show. And if you're like me, maybe, maybe it's because I'm not Catholic. Maybe it's because I don't listen to um, Sirius. I don't listen to the Catholic channel. I, I have to admit something. I was expecting him, you know, this show, to essentially be reading the rosary or whatever you do to the rosary. Do you say the rosary? What do you do? You touch a rosary. You, you, you count the beads. Doing that on the air. Basically, that's what I'm expecting. Taking confession, giving mass, sing a hymn, put on some Christian rock, go to commercial. But I can hear them on the air and they're laughing. They're laughing. They're telling jokes. They're, they're teasing each other. It's, like a, it's like, a, like a radio show. I mean, seriously, they're having as much fun as uh, Howard Stern, except with all, without all the anger and uh, nakedness. And insults and crudity and uh, lesbians and stuff like that. But but what I'm saying is, these guys are having a stinking ball doing some kind of Catholic radio show. It doesn't seem right. So, the father, you know, isn't, hasn't guessed who it is. So, Rob and the producer place a clip from uh, of me speaking. Which apparently she's gotten from the podcast. Which I did not know. Now, <laughs> you got a picture... You know, there there's three or four people in the studio. I think it's three. Robin, the screener, Brett, uh, and Father Dwyer. And they're laughing and talking. It's this really high-energy, professional-sounding radio show. And they're all like, really? Is that it? And that's it? And there's this? And then I'm going to... Well, let's play, let's play a little bit of the, uh, the mystery guest voice and see if you can guess who it is. And then there's like, hi. How are you? I mean, it's me and my depressing, depressive, depressed 
podcast as part of this wonderful, uh, cheery, happy day Father Dwyer radio program. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? It's from the top of the show. Have I, you know, are you okay? I've been wait. I've been wondering about you. Are you okay? So I'm dying a thousand deaths because my already my what I my little recording sounds just so stupid and horrible, especially in this context. I mean, it's bad. I feel bad enough that these shows are you know. What does the father say? Oh my gosh, it's Danny the K. It's Dan Class. Yeah, he knew who it was. Right? No, I don't. You know, you know. Listen, he could be getting crib notes from the Lord. You know, I don't know what's going on. I mean, honestly, the guy could probably have direct communication with a, a higher being. It's just going. Listen, Father, it's Dan Class. Don't worry about it. Just act impressed. So we had a lovely time. It was great to visit with him. I mean, I really, I, I love Father Dwyer. If you're, if you're a subscriber to Satellite Radio, and you're the least bit Catholic, check, check out the show because you really, really is a sort of remarkable in his cheeriness. It's, it's you know, kind of amazing. But yeah, we talked about him quitting the play and uh, doing, you know, doing the radio station at all hours of the morning. And, um, you know, I brought something up that maybe I shouldn't have, but I think he, I think it was okay in hindsight. that I, I brought up the fact that, um, see, when we were seniors in college, we had a requirement as communications majors. We went to the Newhouse School of uh, public communications. And one of the requirements for graduating with a degree from Newhouse was you had to take communications law. Now, no matter what your major was, you had to take communications law, which we had senior year at, uh, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, something like that. Now, the problem with that is it was in direct conflict with our on-air schedule. And um, so we didn't well, I won't speak for the father. Let's let's just say that I didn't necessarily go very often to communications law. I went a couple times in the very beginning. But basically what happens is, and, the, and you know, if you have to get through college this way, this is not the most horrible way. I don't recommend it, but I'm just saying last resort, what you do is you get, you you or one of your incredibly charming friends needs to befriend a very studious student. And a student that takes what what I would like to refer to as copious notes. Now, they don't need to know shorthand or anything like that, but you need someone that goes every day for the entire class. They're never late. They never leave early. And they take all the notes. Then you can take those notes, copy them down, and then form some kind of study group with your radio friends who haven't been going to class. So that's what we did. So I think it was my friend Steve, uh, Steve C. He he would charm somebody out of their notes, some chicky, and uh, he would copy them over, and then he would bring them, and then you know Steve C. and me and maybe Father Dwyer, but I don't think it was him because he would never skip class because he's a priest, and a couple we would just cram, 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 cram. You know what it was great because it was so many of us were talking about all the laws and trying to understand and under this and how they're applied and how then well what if they're doing this well then no that's you know blah blah blah. I think I got a B in communications law. I never went to class more than probably three times. And the father was wondering, well, wonder, wonder if all the professor had to do is turn on his radio 
<laughs> driving, you know, driving into work, turn on the radio and flip it to 88.9 or whatever it was and go, no, those idiots aren't coming. Oh, well. But it was a wonderful visit. Uh, it really was. And I hope... You know, it was a wonderful visit. It's a wonderful visit. And then, you know, we're kind of talking and then all of a sudden Father Dwyer starts talking in a kind of a more radio wrapped up voice. And it took me a beat or two to kind of get what was going on. Oh, we're done. Because it had, we, I had, we talked for a lot longer actually than I expected. I, I don't know if it's on serious. The commercial breaks are further than I realize or what. Whenever I turn on the radio to listen to someone talk, it's a commercial. So I kept thinking, well, there's got to be a commercial any second now because I, it seems like we've actually been having a conversation. Oh, well, hey, Dan Class from The Bitter's Pill and Podcast Solutions, The Complete Guide. Thanks so much for being our mystery guest today. Da, 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 da. Now, I don't want to repeat what it was. But the immature former comedian, former 21-year-old uh, radio infant, I had to sneak one last joke in there. I couldn't just I couldn't just leave it alone. I had to sneak one last joke in there. And, and in desperation, it slipped out. I made a pee-pee joke. Now, you shouldn't... In, in, listen, I don't... You know me. I don't go to church. I'm not Catholic. I have never been Catholic. But I as a non-church-going person, have an incredible respect for church, sincere church-going folk and sincere and good-hearted clergy of all kinds. However, that respect and everything is not, uh, does not dominate, apparently, my infantile need to be uh, making a joke right to the bitter end. And so the father said something and my brain just said, segue to a joke. It's a pee-pee joke, but there's, it's right there. You, your brain made the connection. Are we going to open the pee-pee joke? Oh, 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 I just made a pee-pee joke at a priest. But not really at a priest, on a priest's nationwide radio program, I'm making a pee-pee joke. And then all I've thought about in the what, 48 hours since then is I hope they dumped me. I hope I was no longer, because they could have just turned my mic off. I honestly don't know. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, and I'm not, no pun intended, I pray that I was not on the air and then no one heard me make a pee-pee joke. Jasmine, did you hear, did, you, did, I, did it go over? Either they had, please tell me someone that they had already turned my mic off or because there's a seven second delay and the pee-pee joke didn't because I made a pee-pee joke. Now, how often do I go for the pee-pee joke? Never. I got to make a pee-pee joke on a Halo show? Obviously, I, I you know. Forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. It's, it's been... Uh, now it's been 45 years since my uh, last confession. Uh, I took the Lord's name in vain uh, 247 times. I coveted my uh, neighbor's wife uh, 17 times. That's the one across the street. And then 
the one diagonally I think was 32 times and um, I was on a radio show and uh, made a pee-pee joke. Well, I, I, I know under normal um, <laughs> under normal circumstances, a pee-pee joke, maybe not such a big infraction, um, but um, well, it was, a, it was a father, it was a priest's um, radio show and um, yeah, did, did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. Well, first I'm going to have to learn the Hail Mary, but I understand. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Do you understand? Can you put in maybe a word about my sincerity in this matter? That I'm, I didn't, I would never consciously, that I'm just, you know, I was reverting or something. Uh, okay. Okay. Thanks for downloading. Thank you for downloading this particular program. Hey, listen, if you live in the Los Angeles area and you're looking for a karate school, <laughs> uh, hey, you know, you know, but, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, if you do live in LA, you know, because I, you know, I don't want to make too big, whatever, but if you do live in LA and you are looking for a martial arts school, the dojo does actually have branches in Glendale. Santa Monica, Hawthorne, then the one up here. You don't want to go to the one here because I don't want you to see me do karate. Um, and a couple other places. And then, of course, if you live in Rochester, there's always the Harp Martial Arts uh, Center. It's true. All right, kids, listen. Um, thank you so much. They, you know, they can't hear me say this, but I have to say it anyway. Thanks so much to Father David Wire and everybody at the Busted Halo Radio Show, Robin and Brett. For having me on, please tell me that the silly uh, PP joke just didn't... Please, because I'm going to have to impale myself on one of Concho's swords if it went over! Alright, if you don't hear from me for a while, it's because I haven't been able to keep this cold at bay. I think I might be able to. I don't know, we'll see. I feel like there was something else I had to tell you. No, that, that, that really... Isn't that enough? Okay, my friends, t- uh, um, no, I'm not going to talk about the economy. No, I don't want to. No economy. No economy. Just, you know, uh, if, if <laughs> you know, my overdraft protection cost me 25 bucks a hit. Right? I couldn't get a loan. Right? Do you understand? Maybe we need to get back to a rational system. Go figure. Listen, when the fourth graders understand how the economy should work with uh, and avoid this kind of thing, and, the, and then the people actually in charge can't... Do you understand how we... Okay. All right. 206-309-0130. I'm still uh, pondering the college stories. Don't give up on me, Notre Dame freshman. whose name escapes me. I'm so sorry. Okay. That's enough babbling. I gotta go in the house now and uh, drink some fluids. All right. Bye-bye. Amen. No pee-pee jokes.
The Bitterest Pill is produced by Jacket Media. JacketMedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.